are we doing the movie first or are we doing please keep that in the recording <laughs> hey there film fans i'm jeff i'm dave and i'm john and welcome back to the love of cinema a part of which will challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye that's right and to avoid lazy negativity we are mm. making this a drinking game people that's right. Anytime we say anything negative or stupid about this here film, we pull a Gabriel, take over you, cut out all your crap, and then we <laughs> we play that sound, and you have to drink. <laughs> Dave, so oh Jeff, pour yourself a glass and I'm already uh, done. <laughs> drink it through the back of your head. Yeah. Whoops. So. <laughs> What are we doing this week, people? We're doing Malignant, which just came out in theaters and on HBO Max. So as long as you are paying your subscription fees, you can be watching this from the comfort of your... Or, or well, still friends about, with the person you stole it from. That's correct. John, Not that thank we can you so do much. That. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, I don't, know, I don't know if you would watch this from the comfort of your own home, since this <laughs> is a James Wan horror film, but you can watch it. In the convenience of your own home. Or you can be like John, who despite being in Los Angeles and told us last week he couldn't see any movies in the theaters because of the Delta variant, this week said, even though he has the choice, he is choosing the theater because that is what they make you do at film school. Isn't that right, John? <laughs> That's right. Luckily, I am an AMC A-list member, so I was literally like looking at the app all day and trying to find the theaters that didn't have too many people. So again, I went for mm. a regular digital screening just to avoid the masses, but... uh it was fun, you guys. I'll tell you about it. We had some classic you, horror pull, fans cackling you, throughout the... Did you pull my trick and go screen. early in the morning? or No, actually, this one we went like a normal time of evening, which oh. you know, had okay. some, sh- some shitty people on their phones, but definitely a lot of people having fun, too. It was, it was good time. Right. Yeah, really? I feel like this is, this is shitty people on their phones fought of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really really good HVAC at those AMCs, though, if you want your air purity <laughs> I don't up. know what they got on the walls, but... <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, John, like, let's... Whatever uh... it was, it just left. <laughs> yeah, right. John, let's shout our people out so we can get into this episode. All right, we have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barozzo. If you want to give him a follow on Instagram, the handle is Bar 2019 That's C-B-A-R-R-O-Z-O-B-A-R-2019. And if you're digging the music at the beginning and end of every single episode... It's provided by the artist Dasein, and you can head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist, and you can download all the music for free. So please hit it up. And as always, love us, like us, share us, review us, do all the things. We are at the Love of Cinema pod, except for Twitter. We are just at the Love of Cinema there. But please come at us. We'll hit you back. Guys, fucking malignant. Fucking malignant. Very excited to talk about this. Let's get into it. Yeah, first, I just want to give a really big shout out to a friend of our podcast who's been mentioned before, Mr. Casey Barrett, who just got married this week to Sarah Friends. So let's give them a shout out. I got to go to that wedding last week. So shout out to you two kids. Hope you go ahead and buzz me, Dave, because I wasn't able to make it. But buzz (laughs) slash cheers slash so happy for them. Fuck it. John wasn't John was supposed to be the officiant. So uh, way to come through. John. Um, I mean, I I don't know what happened. I've met Casey twice. I wasn't invited. Damn it. That's that's what. Bust Casey for that. Yeah, that's right, Casey. Um, I bet you twice. Damn it. (laughs) Well, uh, no other news. Let's get into this week's episode, which is malignant. I kind of wasn't planning 
for this movie. And then last week, you guys are like, we got to do Malignant next week. We are only doing one movie this week. For those of you who've been following us, we usually do a midweek, um, a second episode. Sometimes it's a new film. Sometimes it's part of one of our other recurring series. Uh, in, it's a part of one of our other recurring series, which would be should have seen that by now, where one of us hasn't seen a movie oftentimes suggested by you, our listener. Uh, or a uh, was it really that bad where we take a supposedly bad movie and we put our trying to keep a positive spin to the test we try sometimes we fail sometimes we succeed uh, but this week because we're only doing one feature we are doing a special get to know you segment where after this episode when we're feeling a little loose uh, we're going to do a little Q&A co-hosted by Dave it's going to be on Facebook uh, it'll probably be on YouTube uh, we're actually doing this live on Clubhouse although if you're listening to this you're probably listening in the future uh, but if you want to if you want to get to know us a little bit um, after we record this episode, you can go ahead and find all those socials that John just let you let you in on. And uh, hopefully we can see you in the future. Um, yeah. So there you go. Let's do it. Malignant, HBO Max, James Wan, directed, produced, back. co-writer. I, I just looked up a couple members of the team, cinematographer, composer. A lot of these people have worked for James Wan. So it is sort of his team of people. Uh, cast includes Annabelle Wallace, who you may know from a whole bunch of things, including The Mummy. And uh, both Annabelle, she played Mia. She was also in X-Men First Class and Star Trek uh, the Peaky, Star Trek. Peaky yeah. Blinders, I think. Peaky Blinders, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Michelle Brianna White. Um, Joseph... Uh, yeah. Anyway, a lot of people that you would recognize, a bunch of whom had worked for James Wan before. And it is a horror film, of course. So I'll go ahead and give you the brief IMDb synopsis before we go around with our first takes. So the brief storyline synopsis is Madison, played by Annabelle Wallace. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities with that being said who would like to go first <clears throat> with a couple <laughs> shit <laughs> Sorry, we guys. just started <laughs> i know with your initial reactions take it away dave don't be shy all right i'll go first i i'll tell you like I, it's james one coming back to horror after aquaman which some people said was scary but i didn't see it i i loved it um and it I really, I, I was, I was like, yeah, he's coming back. He's going to do what he's good at. And I wanted it to be good. And it kind of is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's good. It's a story. It's, I mean, I, they set up like in all the. It's a story. Yeah. In, in, in everything they do, they're. There's like it was, four writers was, credited. He's like, well, there's a story there. <laughs> Yeah, got yeah. story there with that many But writers. uh no, they no I did I did I did uh, I did really uh enjoy like I enjoyed the film. So uh -huh. like it it's not this thing doesn't suck at all. I just Dave, I want my buzzer the, back. I got the I got no, I got the feeling you was playing it safe sometimes. Why? I, I think I know what you mean, but flesh that out for me. Just with like the kills were like there was some gratuitous stuff, but right. it was almost like the, the gratuitous stuff you're used to seeing from him, he didn't really push many new boundaries except for, like, the the killer itself. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to that later once we fire off the spoilers. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just felt like it was, it was a nice, safe 
little project. So, I mean, that's cool. If you want to sit back and just make a film that you want to make, that's it's great. You did exactly what you wanted to. Um, and don't get me wrong, this there is some cool stuff in this, but they set it up as a little bit of a mystery as well. And mm-hmm. I, 45 minutes in, I'd, I'd picked what was happening. And then five minutes later, my wife told me how it was happening. And we were both spot on right. So it was just, <laughs> I don't know. It was, nice. I don't know whether we just picked it or it, like it, it, it appealed to us or whether it was just, you know, not the mystery they thought it was. All right. Yeah. I think I, yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you. And, and then some, I, uh, I ultimately know what you mean. I ultimately walked out thinking like, yeah, I guess that was fun. There were definitely some people, um, you know, some, some obvious horror fans who, who were having a blast in my screen. Oh yeah. Like, laughing at all the stuff, you know, especially you know, we'll give more spoilers uh, later in the episode, but about halfway through this movie, you kind of start to realize what it actually is and it changes a little bit. The tone changes a little bit. And I think it starts presenting itself a little bit differently, giving a nod to the kind of absurdity of what the actual plot is about. Um, once that mystery reveals itself. But uh, because of that, I think I've been really excited to talk to you guys about it because I didn't have a strong reaction to this movie, which makes me think I, I know what you mean about kind of playing it safe. I kind of feel like he was trying to play with form and some either kind of blending the uh, the sincere kind of horror grounded horror movie that he's done before in the past, even though they're they have slasher elements. I think his earlier stuff, you know, the first Saul and Insidious, Conjuring, mm. they, they are a little bit more sincerely scary. They're not slasher, laugh out loud horror movies. But then I mean, towards the yeah, end of this Saul's movie, it did kind of, yeah. <laughs> then towards the end of this movie, it did start to turn into something that you, I kind of felt like, is he, are we supposed to laugh at this? this is ridiculous. I don't yeah. even feel like it's taking itself seriously anymore. I think I'm, yeah, of course, I think you're supposed to feel that way. But instead of feeling like, oh, wow, he blended these two things really well, I also felt like, I think it kind of ended up being like a safe version of both of those things. And I wish it would have just been one or the other. And I wish he would have gone balls to the wall with it. Um, I still found things that I enjoyed about it. It was nice that it made that turn. But mm. yeah, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm not quite sure. We I said mean, when it, we did The Conjuring, uh, we, we all had a nice rewatch. And we kind of mm. enjoyed rewatching some of those. And that we were recommending to some people, you know, give it a shot. You know, if you haven't, if you know, maybe you're not super into horror movies, these are some good ones to start with. They're sincerely scary, but they're not going to ruin your life kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know if uh, well, I don't know if I would recommend this movie to people who don't love horror movies. And I'm not saying because it's scary. I think you need to be that kind of person who just loves laughing along with the ridiculousness of horror movies to really dig this one. It never really scared me. Wait, and I thought say- it was overproduced. You're saying you would recommend it to people who didn't love horror movies or you would not? No, I would not. I would See, not. I don't think oh. there was enough compelling. I don't think there was enough. I don't because of that. Not really choosing See, one way or the other. It felt kind of like it was a safe blend of two different, great. two different styles of movies. It just didn't well, work for me. I like this movie a lot better than both of you, and I completely disagree with that on the on the forum. I think this comedies have to be funny, and and horror movies have to be scary. And I think I had I had genuine shivers and chills especially early on where it was you know more of a proper horror film it starts with a cold open with the doctor in a crazy hospital that goes wrong within a minute and i'm like fuck yeah let's just get right into some contact it tells you the year you know it opens with a specific hospital that's like on the coast in 1993 that's probably a mental institution um so you know that it's going to be a flashback and it's going to jump to the future so i love that they dived into that they dove into that quickly and then when we're in the creepy house you know like 
all of these things are just so obviously just like kind of cheap little things that they pull from other horror movies but then the actual like spooky is it a monster is it a person like what's going on that's kind of haunting this house is really it was genuinely scary and yes you mentioned like halfway through you started to figure it out but if you go 40 minutes with genuine chills i think a lot of casual horror fans that just kind of like want to be scared and they're going to be wondering whether or not they should hide their face and i think that'll carry them through the movie and i don't think they care about the genre switching i think by the time it turns into a funny slasher movie which it has some slasher elements early on I think by the time we get to that police scene, which was beautifully shot, even if it was yeah. a little cheap, perhaps. But I mean, it's just not something you see every day. I, okay, I think, I, I think I wanna, that people would really enjoy that. I enjoyed it. And I know I that it was kind of cheap. There, those those two things, those two things that you said, um, when I figured it out, I didn't actually suffer for it. I was just like, I think I figured out what's going on. Right. And like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That might have actually been intentional because just as you figure out what's going on, Within five minutes, they put her in a cell with a heap of other people, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And you're just waiting <laughs> for it. <laughs> it's like no one's walking out of this cell alive. Yeah. Like you know. Well, we're inching towards spoilers, so if anybody hasn't seen this yet, um, I think you should see it. It's on HBO Max. If you want to be scared, be scared, and then you know, let's see if it carries you all the way through. But that's what I think. And now let's head into our spoiler section. All right. Um, I agree, John. Do you have a? Do you have? What do you? What do you think about that? Uh, I, I came I mean, after your premise. I just fucking came at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I didn't think the. I did think the first sequence in the home, uh, when the her husband is being attacked, and then the second one when she is experiencing, when she thinks she's seeing the the monster as well. Um, but that's it. If I'm being honest, I thought those were the only like really compelling, scary moments <laughs> in the movie. I thought the rest. <laughs> he's reaching for the beer before i even hit the buzzer <laughs> i thought the rest yeah i thought the rest was uh i don't know i just remember having a very specific reaction spoilers here folks when they reveal that this this is it a monster is it not is she witnessing these uh these murders through some kind of waking dream that she can just see this random haunting this monster person killing all these people who she thinks she doesn't know Turns out that she does know them. She was in this hospital when she was younger. She doesn't remember. And the killer is the parasitic twin that is growing, sharing a brain with her that they somehow cut as much yeah. as they could out of and then shove the rest back inside her skull. That's actually what the premise of this movie it's is. Basically, yeah, it's, it's basically it's compressed, premise, compressed but... Voldemort from Harry Potter. Yeah, honestly, it was like Voldemort. Yeah. I just wish, I just remember feeling when they made the turn and they reveal that it's her fucking weird ass cancerous malignant yeah. twin so like, that was like half was on her it was funny i just remember thinking oh i just feel like i just wish it was this the whole time i wish it wasn't trying to kind of be something else and then try to like kind of make the turn i don't know i mean i appreciate the idea of it and i guess it worked for you guys it just didn't that turn didn't you, work for me i remember just feeling a little cheated i was like is that why you weren't going full sincere horror because there were only like moments where I felt like you kind yeah. of were. And, oh, there, there I don't know. Things, it just felt vague. There were things there, like when they do the reveal um, in the the jail cell, um, and I don't know. For me, it just looked like that didn't hurt as much as it should have. Yeah. Oh, obviously, like, you have to be a little yeah. forgiving. Well, in order to like this movie, you have to be forgiving of that. And I, I feel like at that point, they no. Whatever. I feel like at that point, he could have gone full balls to the wall. She's in pain. This hurts because oh, that's what I'm saying, dude. So that's on, what yeah. I'm saying. I feel like all these opportunities. 
a big surprise. I know I always fucking say this, but I think even if he wanted to make it kind of funny and absurd, I think all of that stuff would have been way more disturbing and like kind of, ew, and, but you're still laughing mm. if it was grounded in more sincerity and realism. That's a yeah, perfect like, example. For, for How instance, did she like, not scream the, when her skull like, opened up? The needle, <laughs> like, the needle pit in Saw 2 when they throw her in the needle pit and she's crawling through it. She's just screaming. And I just pissed my pants just talking about it <laughs> just now. So like, you know, that's you, that hurt. You could see the pain. Yeah. And like this this one, it was kind of, it was more of a, all right, there's about to be carnage. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're about to, and, you're, and you can laugh at it. And I don't get wrong. I can appreciate when you have some good permission to laugh at a fun horror movie. Like everyone loves to, you know, there's a giddy atmosphere when you're watching these things, regardless if it's sincere and grounded or, you know, fun slashery stuff. But this one, I feel like it just went too safe. And then, uh, you know, hmm. I, again, I, I appreciate him trying to take a fresh take, but he went full on superhero. That fight yeah. scene was okay, cool yeah, okay. on let's, its let's, own, out of context. Yeah. Okay, but it seriously, was like, what the is, fuck? Is, is she a superhero? Is Gabriel Batman? Yeah, honestly, like, that yeah. was ridiculous. That was so That's weird. That's the actual note I, I wrote. With Joy, I didn't went mind the other way. it as much. There is a really cool chase scene in this movie where the cop starts chasing the when you're not quite yeah, sure it's cool. still her. You think it's a monster. And that was like as far as I was willing to go with suspending belief on is this thing real or not? Because I thought that was a good way of trying to start to reveal that it mm. is an actual person, but it's a person that is somehow affected so physically that it can do as a little stronger. It can climb. It can mm. move in strange ways. They were starting to justify those things through that chase scene. But then it, this fight scene comes when you realize when she realizes it's her and this thing comes out of the back of her head and she turns into full on. I am controlled by this parasitic twin. And she turns into a unusually a strong, fast moving, flying, flipping superhero yeah. that takes out like 30 cops by herself with her bare hands, punching <laughs> through sternums, ripping out spinal well, cords. I was well, just actually, like, I mean, where the fuck that, did this come from? That I was that I was willing to go with, but it's it's like, you know, this thing lives inside her and couldn't walk. Beforehand. So <laughs> it, it kind of mastered the body really. It mastered the body quickly. real fast. Well, I I think. Right. Do you? What do you think? Because they make they make uh, they make it clear that there is it's demonic. It's possess. It does demonic possession kind of thing. Right. So they they specifically use the word devil. So I that to me is the vague part that I would love. I I, I again I'm I'm very. I was very willing to forgive the lack of specificity um, and keeping it as just sort of like fun genre fair that they didn't dive into. Because I was getting the outsider vibes, right? Is this a human? Mm. It, it seems to get yeah. more and more human that's a, that's as it goes one. along. Um, although I, I, I thought the outsider didn't stick the landing on the H, on HBO last year with although Ben Mendelsohn's mm. awesome. Um, but he is awesome. But um, with this, I, I thought maybe even they knew that if they were like, well, it's the devil then maybe it would have been cheap. But that really is the only explanation for how they would be able to pull off the joints going the other way, a la that Charlie Sheen mm. movie from the 90s. And was it Arrival? I forget. The... Yeah, The the Arrival. The Arrival. Yeah, yeah, the, the joints arrival. go the other way. And then it's almost like the demon monster thing could see when shots were being fired. Because she's not, she's not just killing people. She's also dodging gunfighting from cops like bullets yeah so i thought it was just the devil and again i was just kind of like well fuck it this is stupid but like let's see how it goes but you're right I mean, it's almost like they knew that that they couldn't pull that off so they left it vague on purpose <laughs> again okay so right. i was gonna ask you if you felt like it was so you kind of felt did you guys kind of think it was still supposed to possibly be demonic it's not just the physical fact of sharing the brain not at all demonic went out the window for me 
Really? Yeah, me too. I thought yeah. it was that's the only yeah, explanation. Was, that's why I hung on to it because it was the only yeah, that's why it was so stupid. Oh, it's so ridiculous. All of a sudden, she can lift the stuff. It's like it's, yeah, exactly. When she yeah. was like, I can lift that it too. Was, it that's was where weird. it's hilarious at the end, where she's like, "Well, uh, Gabriel is me, so if he can lift uh, a five thousand pound incubator, then I can too." And it's like, uh, I don't know if he really. And again, could and again, <laughs> I thought that the the tone of that last scene was on the money for me. I was like, God, I wish the whole movie was like this. I was laughing. It was ridiculous. There was like, there was insane, absurd melodrama. And then it pans away at the end after she saved her sister and given just the most melodramatic monologue straight into camera about how I've always wanted a blood relative, but you'll always be yeah. my sister. Yeah. And the camera pulls back on this wide shot and the mom is in the bed just giving this like creepy grin, like a real toothy grin in the hospital bed. Yeah, after why was the mom so sincere at the end of this coma. movie? She was so touched and we're like, who is this? But I thought, but I thought like if that was <laughs> what, I, I didn't mind that tone a lot. I, I, I liked it. I just remember thinking, if this movie had lived in this place, I think I would have loved it. It would have had like an evil dead quality. Like, a, okay, mm. we're allowed to just think this is stupid and fun, but I don't think he wanted us to feel that way until the latter part of the movie. And then it was kind of too late for me. I, I thought he was trying yeah. to actually scare me. I want to <laughs> just touch on the cinematography briefly. Please, it's I, good. Like, it's good, oh my God. Um, that Like they shot this on Ari, obviously with a whole range of different lenses, but my, Michael Burgess can light the shit out of a night scene. Is it just me? Like that I opening shot with the house. The oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Anytime it was dark. And also just some of the little little visual effects stuff. Like there's some seriously good homages in this as well. But like the little visual effects things like where you see so, like the lights flash and you see someone sitting on the couch and it goes away and he flicks the light on. There's nothing there. But then the couch depression disappears slowly. And it's like yeah. someone was in that thing and now they're not. And like that was some good actual like creepy horror shit. I really love the melting scenery when they had they did the Same. transition for where she thought she was and then when where she actually was. Um, some of those were really unexpected and and good. And like this, do you notice the slight wobble that the scenery got when she gets pulled out of it, Nari? Like there's just this little like wobble a, like laid in like post. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, uh, the melting. I liked I liked the first thing you said. The the the. The less is more for me always, but get, but yeah. again, in my mindset, I was trying. I thought they were trying to sincerely scare me. The depression, the, the, those two scenes you're talking about, yep. where you see the thing in the house, that was mm. really scary. Yeah. Uh, when she's alone and she's looking down into the foggy street lamp, and you kind of yeah, that was see yeah. it. So yep. the less is more for me. I did not care for the way they were doing the transitions. Now again, if I had known that this was supposed to be a movie we're supposed to laugh at, I think I would have been okay with it. But I really wanted them to do way, way, way less if she was supposed to actually. There are very effective cinematic techniques that don't require all that kind of stuff that I think are more effective because they're more off-putting. Whereas this allowed you to see the entire transition, hmm. which would have been fine with me if I thought I was supposed so to be laughing. I think, I think the best one <laughs> just, was the best one was the washing machine. Yeah, that was fun. Because because that came out of like, nowhere. Yeah. yeah, and I liked that. Um, that was you know it was her. It was the woman. It was the actress full on just behind the door. She was, yeah. it wasn't just her face, like in yeah. image in the door. Right. I was like, okay, this is weird. I, I thought they were going to stay in that place. And then they melted the whole thing. And I yeah. still thought it was supposed to be sincere and it just didn't quite land. What did me. you think of the overhead shot where she's running through the house and the camera's drifting from room to room and it went upstairs. And I thought that was fun. I thought that, that, was, that was total enter the void vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it reminded yeah. me of Gaspar. Noel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that was, Pretty cool. I, I feel and like that was a, I feel was, like that was a little homage, and I, I like I noticed it, and I respected the hell out of it. Like I, I loved it was it. the homage, but it was also like they did not abuse it. 
It no. was an informational shot. It was Absolutely. showing us the house. And I felt good about it because they had just done a good, right before that, they had done a good enough job of having this thing start to haunt her twice. And now when you get to the end of the movie and you realize what's happened in the attic, it is kind of cool that they give you this overhead view of the entire structure of the home. They also uh, give away like that they, they only did they also, it once. Yeah, they also give away that um, it's her attic at one point when they pan across and the dollhouse is in the corner of the shot. Because in the center uh, of... Uh, yeah, I thought the, that was... Yeah, east, yeah. In, in the center of the... Uh, the house, there's the attic with the like the light, the window, and everything. I like, they, like, yeah. they're giving things away the whole way through. If you if you like, if you go back and watch it a second time, this fucking clues. That's everywhere. why good breadcrumbs. That's uh, yeah. John. That's why again. That's why I think the casual fan would like it because they'd be like, "Oh my god!" And they would freak out about that shit. Whereas Dave's like, "That's the dollhouse." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, I I want to say to all of our our, our film well, I fans. Was, I mean, the worst part about that was I was watching this analytically. I think if I just sat back with a beer. And enjoyed it. I I would have had a lot more fun. I I still had fun watching it. I would have had a lot more fun. I think if if we watched it together, I would have I would have pushed my scaredness on you, even though I was I was hyping it up a little bit just to get those shivers. To all of our friends who want to be a cinematographer too, I think uh, Michael Burgess because he did this, he did Contrary Devil Made Me Do It, Annabelle Comes Home, but his first feature was in 2018 that he was the lead cinematographer, the director of photography on before that, before 2018, he was either mm. a B cam operator or additional photography or second unit on the trenches, Lincoln, Lincoln lawyers, <laughs> Lincoln lawyer, Muppets, the next Muppets movies, rock of ages, but also Avengers 42 divergent mocking Jay conjuring two. And then fucking Aquaman, obviously James Wan, wonder Logan. I mean, this person, <laughs> this person knows what he's doing with the camera. He's really worked. He's really worked. Yeah, hard. I'm I, very, I, very I don't know. The guy might have some skill or a fuck ton of friends. I'm not sure which, but it seems to be skill <laughs> given the, the state of the cinematography in this movie. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I thought the score was pretty good too, but yeah, the way it shot, the way it was produced, I guess, even though the, the story perhaps suffered a little bit, I think the score, I think it's worth the, the score was really fun. It was, Again, I just I just don't think I started having fun with it until the movie turned because I remember when it started creeping in with that kind of well, stuff. Yeah. I, at the beginning, I was like, "What are they doing?" Like I was trying to get you know I was trying to allow myself to be scared, and then that music came in. As soon as it made the turn, I was like, "This is so much fun." The music is right on the money. It's ridiculous and over the top and and kind of I don't know. It had an '80s kind of vibe a little bit. There's electronica yeah. vibe in it. I just don't know if it worked in the first half for me. Do you, what do you think? Because this was also, a, I, I should have said this at the beginning, but this was another um, 2020 release. This was ready to go for August of 2020, I think. Oh, was it? And then they shelved it for a year. Um, actually, it, it, this is not a Warner film, right? So I I don't know why they got, they did they, it must be, right? If it's HBO the same day. I can't fucking, why I remember uh, this? I, think, I don't remember the Warner film? logo. I think this was, I think this, I this was bought and distributed by them, but it wasn't produced yeah, by them. I did yeah, I do too. So, yeah. but it was supposed to come out in 2020. So they had an extra this, year. This was uh, Atomic Monster. Yeah. Atomic and a few Monster, others. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's not, I'm guessing it wasn't, they didn't reshoot these kinds of, I, they, they knew what the movie they had, but as far as the score, hmm. John, I wonder if he had more time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will, yeah, say, well, I will say one thing uh, though. The, the thing I love the most about this film is all of the uh like when she's in gabriel mode because that's the name of the the creature obviously the the twin uh when she's in gabriel mode none of that is cg yeah it was all done practically by a contortionist who was running backwards and running on their hands and legs backwards and like I think it was actually the same woman uh the same actress who was in the opening of uh Devil Made Me Do It 
Remember that that uh-huh. scene that yeah. just fucks you up at the beginning of that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, I believe it was the same actress. All that, but yeah. I, I agree, man. All that really worked for me. Um, that really worked more than for me. like when when it went full on CG and she was a superhero. That was weird. But uh, every shot except for there was one in the middle of the fight scene where she's literally just doing like a crab walk, like a yep. cross. Yeah. Remember that? That was yep. the only one that didn't really work for me. But everything else, when yeah. when you could tell I've, it was practical, I thought it was super effective and strange. I've been, I've, and I've been on a I've been on a shoot with a contortionist, and it's it, there is a fine line between what's creepy and what's comical. But it's it all it really does depend how you shoot it too. So it might just be an angle. Look, James Wan is super talented. Obviously, he surrounds himself with other people who are super talented. Um, I'm still I'm still glad I saw it. And I think if I had gone back, maybe smoked a little weed and had a little a couple beers before and totally went in not trying to have a sincere you know saw mm. insidious scary scary movie experience, I think I would have had way more fun. So maybe we should tell our friends. Go in and just get ready to laugh. Yeah. And, and then they'll, they might be a little scared in the first couple scenes and be like, but John told us this is going to be ridiculous. And then they'll be excited as they start to laugh at it. By the I way, think I just you, went if, in with the I opposite. Mean, yeah, we can't tell them now because if they're still listening, the movie's fucked up for them. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go see it anyway. We'll put it in the description. <laughs> That's funny. I wish we could open our episode with that uh, audio grab. There um, were some good ones, though. Let's let's praise it for, for a second. What was your funny? Like, was there a moment where you were like, Haha, like your favorite? Like, because he was clearly pulling it his own tropes. I mean, he hmm. created some of these with the crib shots and the voice and the phone. He, he you know, he he's one of the. The founders of like taking these tropes and solidifying them in all of his movies. Did you have like a moment or something in the latter half of this film that really made you laugh out loud, or you were just like, <laughs> you know, one thing? Ridiculous. One thing that made me laugh out loud is that they gave this one cop, and I don't want to say his name because I'm going to say something. Kokoa, right? They gave they gave the male cop reaction shots to everything. And he didn't react to a single thing. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> now, we would see a murder where someone's head was literally ripped off his body. And this cop would walk in and essentially he would yeah. basically give one of those, oh, you ate chocolate for breakfast kind of looks to it. Like horrible. Yeah, his, his partner calls him and there's a the guy girl, stabbed a shit. And he just the next one, like, he does it again uh. and he does this like breath out where he's like, Oh, and it's like it's but it's devoid of of any emotion. The one time yeah, where he it's, finally it's finds like... out the girl he's been looking for was just in his office and he almost re- re- responds to it like a question. It's like, you've been looking for her. She was just here. And he was like, hmm, I wonder why she it's like, dude, react. Give me a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my versal, Dave. Yeah, I know, I'm curious. Dave, did you have a moment? Um, I mean, there were a couple of moments where I was, I was like, cause I was in the, like, again, with the audience that you were watching, I was in the, like when she's in the jail cell and they start to like beat her up. I'm just waiting for it and waiting for it. And when it happened, I laughed the, the whole way through it It with glee basically because they deserved everything they got. But, um, they, there were a couple of other ones, like, uh, when the sister goes to the, the orphanage. <laughs> That was my your and, what's your favorite part? Well, the no, that. she goes she goes to the orphanage and she's filing like ruffling through all his stuff. There's this clank in the background. She looks around and you're like, oh fuck, something's to get, coming to get her in the orphanage. Nothing, no payoff, nothing. They just cut straight to like <laughs> she's safe, she's fine. I'm like, oh, what a there fucking so fake many out. good ones. That one was there. There were so many good moments in that. They were so tropey. When first of all, just the reveal of the hospital is ridiculous. She turns the yeah. corner. Oh god, it's just on the edge of this cliff, and then she pulls up and parks. Apparently, the parking 
is is right on the edge of my, this yeah. fucking cliff. My, my wife pissed herself at that. She's like, why the fuck is she parking right on the edge of a cliff? She had oh, the same man. Reaction. My theater was howling. People were dying laughing. By that point, we were all laughing and we were having yeah. a great time. Shout out to uh, in that in the uh, when she kicks out of the asses of all the female uh lawbreakers that are in the the cell yeah. with her she basically kills all these women shout out to zoe bell famous stunt woman mm. from um stunts from fucking everything she's she does the kill bill she's nice. beatrice's mm. yeah yeah and she's the oh. lead in uh ah. what was quentin when he made the uh death trap death, death proof she's death proof. one of the leads in that yes saw her in that she was good in this little she had a good little moment and got her ass kicked as I, usual it was fun i wrote down <laughs> why is every prison the breakfast club in a horror movie like immediately yeah, yeah. immediately they just start shitting on each other and, and she literally just wants to sit there and be sad like give her five minutes and all of a sudden everybody's trying to beat her up and stuff and then it turns into or just the new black slash um uh, any movie where every single person dies except for one person. <laughs> I guess it, to, in their defense, because we all said that we wish she would have been in more pain uh, when this thing literally splits her skull in the back yeah. of her head. Yeah, and, she like, goes full Wolverine and just, yeah. I guess they decided, I guess they realized we're either going to get a good laugh at this or we're going to scare and make people want to throw no, up. And I, I, the, Zoe just, and the other cellmates reaction was pretty funny. She just took the same acting yeah. classes as a policeman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like ow <laughs> oh my god um there i have a lot of good ones i have one where there's this is very clearly an inhuman or or subhuman or extra human being that has gone into her house and she has this montage where she does some handiwork around the house and she essentially she puts montage. in she puts in oh, yeah. one bolt <laughs> yeah. her door this is a thing that kicked open her door and so she gets another bolt one extra put bolt. dead bolts yeah <laughs> And we that had this whole funny. montage. That's what I, think. I thought that was hilarious. The, the tool chest was so legit. Again, I was I okay a, with it because I knew that moment. another one was coming and it was going to be scary. So I wasn't sitting there going, that's dumb. Because I was like, well, fuck it. They know we want to be scared and this thing is going to be able to get in pretty easily. So here it comes. Like, I, I think one of it. my first, one of the first moments where I was like, is this supposed to be dumb? Uh, was when uh, Detective Kakoa, is that his name? Help me I out think so. What is his I think name? it's Kakoa. Yeah, Kakoa yeah. Shaw. Well, it's a pretty good name. <laughs> sure. Anyway, he is obviously not alone in this giant open floor style police precinct, the detective desks. It's him and one other guy who is two desks away from him. And he lanes up and he says, Ramos, am I alone in here? Or he's like, Ramos, where are you? He like screams for him. And he's literally like, he's like less than 10 <laughs> feet away from him. The only other person in the room. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so you, you just started to pick up like this isn't taking itself seriously. I just kind of wish they would have told me sooner or told us in the trailer or told us so we were we would have been ready. This but there is, were so is, many good this moments. This is the one like that. scene you get to yeah. It was funny. It was funny. And I laughed at the reveal too. I, I I wonder if you guys did at the big reveal when they're like follow her around and show the twin behind her, like this crawling yeah. fucking I mean, yeah. animal. Thing. Oh, yeah. I started laughing my ass off for sure. Yeah. I really liked the second half. I thought it was funny and I knew what it was. That's where yeah, I yeah, I feel like once you get like, you know, short rib praying mantis at the back of the fucking head, you you <laughs> like fuck, dude. Do you rib. think that they they learned about a parasitic twin and they were like horror movie? They like they they just they like well, James I Wan mean, like heard he about did, it he two did years say ago. Like, like he was covering a, a a genre of horror he hadn't really covered before. So it's it's yeah. possibly like he had this stored away and it, he's just been stewing on it. I do. I mean, I, this is his first kind of funny one, right? 
He didn't. He did not. The direct. jury's still out on whether that was intentional. The, I think Ooh. the composer, as we're discussing, I think the composer deep down knew. Um, <laughs> I think so. So he did not do. Not James Bond did not direct the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, although he obviously produced it um, mm. and was sort of around for it. I'm sure he is doing the next Insidious movie, which is supposedly coming yeah. out this year. Or he's co he co-directed it. He's Insidious got a TV show, another Aquaman. But I'm I'm wondering when he gets his next, I guess, original IP. I'm wondering if rather than saying I want to go with the genre and then try to make it work, I wonder if there will be a central conceit, a central point that he will. Well, nail. they they kind of left this set up a little bit for a, se- a sequel as well, well. This guy only. But why wouldn't you? When you make that much money and and you can just like dominate yeah. that way, maybe that is the new filmmaking rather than I mean, make honestly, that one I really, film. It, it seriously had the tenant ending. It had the tenant ending. Not tenant. Maybe, oh, sorry, he, likes, maybe he likes. Maybe he likes. Fuck you, Dave. Maybe yeah. he likes community <laughs> building. Maybe he likes the the spread of his people and his web. Maybe maybe. No way. Honestly, I'm telling you guys. I think he is blending the genres. I think he is yeah. trying to create his own superhero. Like she, I think she's gonna. She could possibly have more movies where now she apparently has the strength of this Gabriel thing, mm. and she can like yeah. do all the stuff that he'll be able to do. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. He was I didn't, hired I didn't. to direct Aquaman. He comes from the horror background. Yeah. He left this open for a sequel. What else could a sequel be about other than I, they're kicking ass? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean uh, Tenet. I meant Inception, um, where the like uh, the, the, the top the top is spinning. Okay. This one pans out, and the light just starts to flicker. It really was. They yeah. Away. I yeah, thought and the then same you thing. The buzz, too. Yeah. and it's like, is it or isn't it? Yeah, I, no, yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I can't uh, remember how Tenet ended. Me, <laughs> yeah, did it end? <laughs> did, did it end? Or did it begin? That's such a douchey <laughs> time travel joke. Uh, well, any other standouts? Any other standouts? Are we good, you guys? I think we did. I think we good. I think people yeah. will have fun when they watch this. I mean, go in having, go in do, wanting to have some fun. Do not watch this alone. Invite some friends over if it's cool to do so, and so and, and sit with your friends and watch this movie. This is this. Or is if you do, you, just you want to grow. get a little blitzed and laugh. Yeah, like like you just try to have but fun. There's, there's I feel like this is this is one that would have benefited in the theater because, like you said, everyone in your theater had a great time. You had a pretty yeah. good time. I guess yeah. Um, yeah. All right, people. and she was great. She was good. People, that is our conversation about. Malignant. We, we are- just cut out the cancer. We just did our segment. Um, oh, I was like, oh, that corny line's relevant. <laughs> we are. We're gonna wrap up here with some recommendations for you people in our "What You've Been Watching" segment. We've all been busy as fuck, but we only have one episode this week. So, did anybody see anything else besides this film this week, Dave? We always start with you. What you've been watching? I went back to Hogwarts this week. Wait, I did. Oh. I did last week. I felt weird about it. I was going to ask which you. one of you was hey, using my HBO hey, to watch. No, no, well, I was like, no I, I have my I have my HBO. Like I went back oh. to Hogwarts. Um, nice. I, because like they have them back finally, and so yeah, I, yeah. I started. I started with five. That's reason though. enough. You're right, dude. You I started, started with, with number. Five. I started with Wait, five because like to start with. A, well, no, we're unpacking at the moment, so I wanted to be angry. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. That yeah. is like where that I series am, makes the turn. Oh, there is nothing that infuriates me more than that woman. Two things say oh, she's amazing. I mean, she really is amazing, and she is going to be the next queen. She is going to be Queen Elizabeth yes. in the final yes, two seasons. I, I so. will watch that just because she's of she's going to be like, so yeah. amazing. I can't wait. Um, like she was the most hateable character since like before Joffrey. Yeah, but Dave, also, Dave, what's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Hmm. Uh, right now, you don't have to. Right now, what's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Uh, my favorite Harry Potter movie, I think, is four. 
Goblet of Fire. Oh, fun. It's, nice. Yeah, because the Gobl- Goblet of Fire is the one that, like, the parents are sitting there at the end going, fuck me, I thought this was a kid's movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always three or four <laughs> yeah. for me. What about you, yeah. John? What's yeah. your favorite? Uh, probably, prob- I would probably agree with that. Although I'm a huge fan of Half Blood Prince, I really love when Dumbledore died. I just love how they handled the end of that movie a lot. I love the tone. David Yates. Yeah. Only saw five. Dumbledore dies. Get out. No, oh God. my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what anyway. you been watching? Uh, nothing. I've been busy as fuck. So this is the only thing I watched. I have been rewatching uh Frasier with my girlfriend, which is I love awesome. Frasier. God damn it, I love that show so much. It's so funny. I've been really, really happy to be rewatching. I haven't seen it since I was young. How about you, Jeff? TikTok must think I'm the oldest person on TikTok because I keep getting Frasier scenes recommended to me on TikTok. And I'm like, this is definitely not what the app was intended for. It was intended for teenagers no, to be distracted. Yeah, you, no, you're, you're, about hand, you're about entering that age group now. Thanks, man. Yeah, I was uh, like, Jeff, you know, you, you know you're not young, right? <laughs> look, so... And that's coming from me. I actually went to another wedding, not Casey and Sarah's, although I did go to that last week, but this past weekend I went crashing? to another wedding. And at this wedding was one of Chloe's friends from college who actually got verified on, on all the stuff this weekend because, because, he's on season, because he's on season three of The Circle which just came out on Netflix. He's, he's one of, so if anybody's watching the circle, it's uh, it's Matt or Matthew, who's actually a catfish this season. And the person he's catfishing as was also at the wedding. So I got to see two different characters from the circle this weekend. So it is a reality show. It's one of the only series that Netflix doesn't release all at once. So they only released four episodes and then they're going to release four next week and then four. It's a reality show. I, I call it um, Survivor meets Big Brother because they're essentially doing quote unquote social media so they could only contact each other with emojis and, and, and messages. Um, and they can't actually interact with each other. They're quarantined in their rooms. So I guess that works for COVID. I was hoping okay, so that it would be basically more of like survive a, at 2020. I'm glad that it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I originally thought it was going to be like who can get the most popular the quickest, which would be like a different social media challenge. But anyway, this is season three and it's, it's basically survivor. And, um, so far, he's still doing well on these four episodes. So I don't know how far it's going to go after that. But I, I watched The Circle so that I would have some things to talk about at the wedding. And, um, you know, knowing somebody on the show makes it even better. So I, I don't know what it would be like if I didn't know anybody on the show. <laughs> um, but that's it, people. Yeah. Thank you so much for this week. Next week, we'll have some new movies for you. Follow us on the socials if you want to know ahead of time what we're going to be watching. And please Me find tree. us on the socials if you want to see this series this not series this segment we're about to do so you can get to know us a little bit better but just like that see you guys soon